We all realize that our US dollars are not buying as much. I mean, over the long run that happens, but it's, it's really accelerated, it's been an accelerated trend over the past couple of years with inflation higher. Yeah. And we see that our US dollar doesn't go as far. So gold is a perfect hedge uh, against the US dollar and against inflation. Welcome to the Financial Commute, a weekly podcast that gives you the rundown on what's going on in the current market, how it affects you, and what you can do about it, all designed to fit into your commute. I'm your host, Chris Galeski, and each week I share the table with a knowledgeable guest, including Morton Wealth Advisors, fund managers, and investment analysts, to break down complex financial topics. Our goal is to provide you with the tools to help you navigate any market environment, leading to a path of more confident investing. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us for another episode of The Financial Commute. I'm your host, Chris Galeski, joined by Managing Director of Investment, Sasan Faiz. Sasan, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me on, Chris. So we just finished the third quarter, right? September 30th was was the end of Q3. Some interesting stats if we do like a brief recap of the quarter of the year. It was a struggling quarter for the market, even though bank failures are kind of in our rearview mirror. Those were in like Q1, Q2. But for the quarter, so Q3, July, August, September, the S&P 500 was down 3.2%. So it's year-to-date up 13. The Russell 3000 down 3.25, up about 12.3 for the year. International stocks, MSCI IFA down 4 uh, for the quarter, but up 7.5 for the year. Bonds had their most interesting quarter. They were down 3.2% for the quarter and then down about 1.2% for the year. Um, Bonds really struggling the last month or so. I think the 10-year went from what, 4.2, just under 4.2 to? 4.265 this morning, yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts about, you know, this recent quarter or the year so far? So I think, you know, as the Fed was raising rates, I think there was a lot of optimism built into the equity markets that at some point the Fed will be forced to lower rates. I think markets are starting to realize that we are in a higher for longer uh, environment as far as rates are concerned. And that's why we've seen a kind of recalibration of yields. Uh, and that has really caused havoc in equities and bonds and, uh, and gold as well. And not trying to pick a specific period of time because something like gold, when you look at it over a very long period of time, tends to do well during times of uncertainty, higher inflation, higher rates, some, you know, fiscal instability. Um, but so far, the last couple of months, gold hasn't been reacting all that well, but the U.S. dollars remained extremely strong. You know, talk to us a little bit about, you know, how we eventually got to where we are with gold, maybe starting with the gold standard back in the 70s. Yeah, absolutely. So post-World War I, uh, everybody went off the gold standard uh, and obviously, we had a lot of uh, currency crisis and World War II. So just in July of 1944, so a year before the end of World War II, uh, delegates from 44 nations got together at Bretton Woods in New Hampshire. And they designed a, a financial system called the Bretton Woods system, basically to promote currency stability and economic uh, cooperation. Uh, that was the goal of the uh, of the conference. So that was actually the beginning of uh, 
the development of IMF, the International Monetary Fund, and the World Bank, which uh, came into existence uh, several years later. Uh, the U.S. was running uh, persistent uh, account deficits. Uh, in 1971, President Nixon went off the gold standard. So basically, the U.S. could not uh, honor uh, redeeming U.S. dollars for gold. And gold at that initially was set at $35. Uh, so once the U.S. went off the gold standard, gold was able to fluctuate freely. So it became, became another asset. And I think it's a little bit of a misunderstood asset class uh, uh, because it's it's really a store of value. It's a hard reserve currency. The whole idea of gold was that countries cannot continue to print money uh, without any kind of uh, checks and balances. And we see that now the U.S. is doing it and many other countries are doing it as well. I saw something interesting a while back that said an ounce of gold many, many years ago, could buy a really nice high-end Italian suit. And that was, you know, $250, $300, and we'll go back 30 years. Um, now, all of a sudden, you know, you look at gold at $1,900 an ounce, that's probably a really nice high-end Italian suit. So it definitely has held its value over there. Yeah, I think, again, with, with, with the inflation in the past couple of years, I think we, we all realize that our U.S. dollars are not buying as much. I mean, over the long run, that we know that that happens, but... It's it's really it's been an accelerated trend over the past couple of years with inflation higher, yeah. and we see that our U.S. dollar doesn't go as far. Yeah. So gold is a perfect hedge uh, against the U.S. dollar and against inflation. So when you look at when you look at what's gone on this year, Sasan, like bank failures, commercial loan defaults, higher inflation, you'd think that gold would have done better. And you know, the U.S. dollars remain strong, so gold may be in terms are priced in U.S. dollars is not fared well, but you have to kind of leave the U.S. and look on a global picture to take a look at what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I think in the U.S. really the main driver of gold is the is the real rates. So nominal rates minus the inflation rate. And when that rate has become positive, when you look at gold is a is an asset that doesn't produce cash flow. Right, so it doesn't pay a dividend, it doesn't pay interest, uh, so it's difficult to value it based on uh, traditional metrics like book value or discounted cash flow. So the, what the what the value is usually determined is by the level of interest rates. So we were in a kind of a negative yield environment for a long time, and that was positive uh, for gold. As yields have risen, obviously because of inflation. Uh, that has really uh, been a headwind for gold. And so uh, what, you're, what you're meaning to is if uh, if interest rates are zero and inflation is 2%, we're at a negative 2% you know, uh, rate environment. Whereas now, all of a sudden, if interest rates are at 5 and inflation's at 4, or that's positive. And so it's not as attractive for gold. Yeah, and, and I think that's just one component. But as you, I think, uh, mentioned, uh, a lot of central banks... Dubai gold. So actually, in last year in 2022, central banks, global central banks, bought most amount of gold that they had since 1950. This year, it has slowed down a little bit, but also there's a more affluent investor in emerging markets that they're buying gold, and and I think there's there is a support behind the price of gold. 
But obviously these day-to-day fluctuations with respect to yields, with respect to the level of the U.S. dollar, is always going to play uh, play a role in uh, in day-to-day movements in gold. I came across an interesting article that my wife actually sent me. Costco is selling one-ounce gold bars um, online only. You have to have a Costco membership. They limit two per person per transaction. And apparently they sell out within hours of releasing them online. Now, you know, and you're limited to two coins per transaction, so two ounces. It's really hard to build up a sizable amount to really protect yourself, but the demand seems to be there. Yeah, well, absolutely. Demand is there. And I uh, think you mentioned the, the, the regional banking crisis in, in March. We actually we saw a lot of inflows into gold ETFs at that time as well. So, so it is truly a hedge against inflation, but it also does well in times of stress. So it's it's really an asset I think that uh, a little bit misunderstood, but it has a place in a well diversified portfolio. And so let's talk about well diversified portfolio because that's kind of what you do for a living. It's to kind of figure out hey what percentage of clients' assets should be in this bucket versus that bucket. How do we properly build out a resilient portfolio that meets cash flow needs, growth needs, and resiliency to protection during bad times? How do you view gold as it relates to an asset class inside a portfolio, and um, why is it important to you? So we uh, view gold as a strategic asset, so meaning that it has a place in the portfolio on a on a permanent basis. Basically, a hedge against inflation and fiat currency depreciation. I think that's that's the main thing. Also, when you're looking at a truly diversified portfolio. Uh, we're looking for assets that are non-correlated and uh, they have independent drivers of return and they can add value in diversifying the portfolio. So gold, I think it fits all those criteria and that's why we think that it it makes sense and it even makes sense more in the current environment where we might be in a higher inflationary regime going forward. And I think gold will be a perfect hedge against that. Yeah, you bring up some good points. I mean, it's really easy to look at performance of your portfolio and see that, you know, a number of things are doing well, but maybe gold's flat or slightly negative in U.S. dollar terms for the year and say, oh, man, maybe I should sell this and buy something else. But that's actually counterintuitive. You you should be selling something that, that's doing well and maybe buy more gold right Exactly. Now. Actually, if you look at gold over the past maybe quarter of a century, it has outperformed stocks and bonds. So... There are short-term price movements, as you mentioned, that uh, don't necessarily reflect the fundamentals. And I think those would be times where you want to be adding. So uh, we believe that uh, both uh, gold and natural resource equities have a place in the portfolio. Again, we have a diversified portfolio, not necessarily putting a lot in it. But but we have a tendency to allocate to both gold and natural resources as a hedge against inflation. Yeah. And, you know, you said preserving its value. I mean, not to go too negative, but with the U.S., you know, 30 plus trillion dollars worth of debt and getting worse every year, I think globally $300 trillion worth of debt. The simplest ways to kind of fix that is either default on your debt, let inflation run away or devalue your currency. It's kind of one in the same, um, but gold can be a nice sort of hedge against um, those those currency manipulation. Or I, I, think, I think higher inflation... Is is good for uh, borrowers. Yeah, 
Uh, so you want to be a borrower in that environment so you can monetize that debt, pay off your debt with depreciated US dollars. And gold is a perfect hedge against that. Sasan, thank you so much. Look forward to more of these conversations. Um, if you haven't heard already, we have our investor symposium on October 12th, Thursday at the Westlake Village Inn. We hope to see you there. Thank you for joining us. And we hope this episode has provided you with a roadmap to feel more confident as an investor. To receive notifications about weekly episodes, email us at financialcommute at mortonwealth.com.